Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. I will also be joined on occasion by Eric Thompson, Doug Simcock, and Nick Hansen. Our goal is to talk about how to create work-life balance in the real estate world, and we also want to address what does it mean to create epic customer service. We hope you find these episodes useful, and we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Windermere Coaching, and uh, I am so excited today because I have the esteemed Doug Simcock with me today. And Doug, I got to tell you, Doug is not just a uh, a Windermere uh, coach. He's not just a, a ninja instructor, master ninja instructor. He is also a Windermere owner going on, what, 21 years now in Walla Walla, Doug? 21 years. Hello from Walla Walla, and uh, thanks for using the word esteemed. Yeah, you know, that that doesn't always come up right in front of my name, but I, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. You'll take it. Well, and I also have to tell you, Doug's a dear friend of mine. And um, so Doug and I were talking and we thought that today would be a good idea to, to talk about this. And this came from uh, this came from a, uh, a question I saw on Facebook and it was a real estate agent who just posted up and they said, why does it seem uh, that the other agent doesn't ever do their job correctly? And what had happened in this situation is an agent had made an offer Um, And as you know, you may or may not know, right now we're in a very, very heavy seller's market where it's very competitive for buyers. And so they made an offer and then they never got a response back only to find out that their offer wasn't accepted. And most of the communication from what I can tell, I'm just seeing this on Facebook, was done via either email or text. I'm not sure if there was much phone conversation or face-to-face conversation. Um, but it, it sparked a question, and the question that Doug and I want to talk about today, and this can be for real estate agents as well as if you're listening to this podcast and you may be a potential seller or a buyer, there's information we want to share with you in this world as well. But the question is this, is that you know your reputation is everything, and in our industry today, we have a lot of agents, unfortunately, that maybe aren't representing their clients to the, the, the highest level that they possibly can, and it does two things. It's a detriment to the client, and it's also a detriment to the agent. And so, Doug, in your experience, and you're an owner in Walla Walla, and I'm sure you're experiencing this now, what are some insights you have when it comes to these types of things? I know we've talked about it in terms of the ninja philosophy. Well, yeah, you know, that, that is a challenge. You, you present an offer, and you don't hear back, and you don't hear back. And then when you finally reach out to f- see what's going on, you find out, well, it already sold. And, and so you know, but it's so easy for our focus to be on, you know, kind of what, what the world's doing to us, right? And, and what you wish the person on the other side of the transaction was doing. And, and I think when we do that, you know, we talk about that in Ninja, that's, that's the, you know, uh, victim mindset when you're just, you're focusing on stuff you can't control, you know, so I, th- I think, you know, the, the opportunity is, you know, that happens, that can be a problem, but, but what are some things I can do? What are the, some things that agent can do you know, let's think about 
that a little bit. He's frustrated because three days went by. It looks like communication, you know, what were some things he could have done um, to put his client in a better position, right? Right. And, and so um, those are the UN and USO's questions. Maybe this happened, okay? So we're going by limited information we saw posted, but was, you know, did he try to actually call and have a phone conversation or a live conversation with the agent on the other side? You know, did that happen? Um, did he call the, the listing broker in advance of making an offer and say, hey, what is your seller's dream offer? Exactly. If your seller could wave a magic wand and, and I could write this just the way the seller would want, what would that look like? You know, and because, you know, what I see a lot of people doing is, you know, they, they forget that the average home right now in, in the country is averaging three offers on every listing. And so when the seller has set a time that they're going to review offers, they're going to just look at what is presented to them at that point, and they're going to pick the best one. There's no opportunity to counter and go back and forth. You need to go in with your very best foot forward right out of the gate. Because, you know, when I hear, see, you know, communication like you shared, Michael, some people said, well, you know, if they would have, if they would have called me back, you know, then um, I would have, uh, we would have offered more. Well, in today's environment, you don't have that opportunity either to, 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 you know, go back and forth often, because if you don't have your best foot forward, uh, it's, it's then too late. Well, and, you know, you bring up a great point and I, and I love this. And so one of the things we always say in Ninja is that, you know, before you jump into the ocean, uh, let's make sure we can swim. And I think that it's critical, right? And right now with what's going on, because we have this frenzied buyer's market is that we have a lot of agents that don't necessarily have a really great process and so what happens is they've got this kind of uh, kind of half kind of thrown together offer and they're kind of running around with a buyer and they're not having great success and their communication, as you said, isn't great. They're not reaching out to that listing agent um, as opposed to the really, really good real estate agents that actually have sat down with, for an hour or an hour and a half with a buyer before they ever have done anything as, as like searching for homes or looking at the market and saying, hey, what are we going to do? What's our best case scenario? What's our best foot to foot our what's our best foot to put forward when we're going to make an offer? And here's how we're going to do this. And they're teaching them to swim before they get into the ocean. And I think that if you're listening right now and you're a potential buyer and you do not have an agent that is sitting down with you and, and showing you a process of how you're going to have success in winning a multiple offer situation, you have a challenge. You have a challenge right now because you are going to be competing against some really, really good agents out there that are doing exactly what Doug talked about, where they're establishing relationships with that listing agent, where they're making sure that their buyers are completely ready to go and make this offer and that it's a strong offer and it's going to be competitive. Um, those are the things we're looking at and, and getting out of the blame game. I love it, Doug. You said, you know what, if, if you're blaming somebody at the end of the day, are you just taking responsibility and saying, what did I bring to the non-success of this offer? How could I have done better? And not look to say, well, they didn't call me back or they never let me know. Or you know what? They said they were going to review offers on Friday, but then they really reviewed them on Thursday. If I would have known that, I would have done something differently. It's crazy how much we want to blame when the reality of it is, is that if we will run a good solid process, you know, the Ninja 10-step buyer process, um, how well we will do in these types of markets right now. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, uh, educating is important, like you said. Um, and, and then, you know, I mentioned it a little bit, but focusing on uh, 
what you can control versus what you can't. Yep. And I think the agents that are winning right now are uh, really focusing on what they can do. And they're just, they're relentless, um, but they're relentless that they don't give up. Uh, but, you know, if, if, you know, certainly there's text and email, but they're, they're, they're calling. Um, I know it's not possible in all markets, but they might be driving by the office, <laughs> right? To, right, exactly. Go, Showing I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to go show up and see this agent on the other side. And I'm concerned, you know, you know, not waiting for three days to go by for a response. You know, um, once a buyer's written an offer, you know, their hopes and dreams are embodied in that offer. And, and you know, they're just sitting on pins and needles wanting to know if, if they're, if they're going to get a chance or not. Um, you know, so again, uh, you're right, Mike, if you're, if you're sitting around just waiting to see what, what uh, the world's going to do to you, you'll probably be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's touch on this too, because I think this is really crucial uh, to understand is that, you know, um, based on how you show up in the market, you have a reputation, right? Because as much as it's a big world of real estate, it's actually a small world if you really think about it. And in Ninja, we teach the know, like, and trust. And then we also teach the three games of life, right? Right. Which is lose-lose, win-lose, and win-win. So let's touch on the know, like, and trust piece first, because you had a great perspective that I love that you talked about with that, uh, how that kind of impacts not only the agent, but also the agent's client, right? It, that can drastically impact how the client is successful or not based on that know, like, trust scenario. Explain that to me, Doug. Well, yeah. You know, one of the things um, we, we teach in, in, in Ninja, and it, you know, it applies to clients, and, and agents, like you said, um, but I, you know, I was thinking about when you're working with other agents to get the job done on behalf of your client, and and I was thinking about, you know, it's possible that you could receive an offer from an agent in your marketplace that you don't even know, and um, I think it really helps when you have a little context about who you're going to be working with, you know, and so I think, you know. Uh, no is really important. And so certainly you should, you should make sure you introduce yourself to their person or get to know them, call them. I've got, received your offer. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What office are you in? Right. And, and so no is critical, but so is like, because you can talk to a whole group of agents and they can tell you a lot of agents they know. And if, if you ask them to you know, give their honest opinion, they'll, they'll share that there's, there's some agents that they know, but they don't like. Exactly. Right? So, you know, I think being likable, again, has to do with, you know, how you're showing up. There's so many agents right now that, are, that feel like, you know, they're combative and that to really represent their client, they got to get in the ring and fight, you know. And I remember my mom telling me who was in the business 35 years, a long time ago. She said, you know, if agents, if we're going to be as crazy as our clients, we're, you know, they don't need us. Our agents, right. without our help, they may get in the ring and want to slug it out. So our job is to make sure that doesn't happen. And, and uh, you know, anything can be said with kindness and respect. And so I think kindness is something we all need to uh, learn more in, in uh, today, especially. It's always been important. But, you know, um, be likable. And I think that's the level of, of communication. You know, we may, we may be having to solve a, a really big challenge right now. But, but knowing that, hey, we're, we're going to keep communicating. We're going to look for, like you said, we're going to look for that win-win and we're, you know, as you notice, when you get drawn into a combative, you know, conversation, now you move to win lose, and often that turns into lose lose. I, I would say that if clients, if agents lose the ability to talk to each other, both of their clients lose. I, I totally agree with you. Right? I absolutely agree with you on that. So, 
so, and you know, and so, you know what's interesting is Doug, and I'll bring this up, and this comes from um, you know, there's there's so many great books out there that can teach us so many things, and I love the book by Chris Voss, uh, Never Split the Difference. Right, it says uh, uh, negotiating as if your life depended on it, and he talks about you know when he's in a hostage negotiation, so he's an FBI agent. And he's negotiating for hostages. He's negotiating for lives. But he said, never look at the other side as your adversary. Look at the other side as if they are your negotiating counterpart. Right? right. And in negotiations, negotiating counterpart means that these are that I'm going to identify your, I'm going to identify the problem, right? At, before I present a solution. So how do we do that? We ask questions, we have conversations either on the phone or face-to-face, -face. it's not text and it's not email, which is what the majority, right? You know, it's like water, right? The path of least resistance that our agents are doing today, as right. opposed to picking up the phone and saying, you know what, let's talk about this. Let's have a conversation. Why? Let me ask you this, Doug. Why do you think they do that? Why do you think agents go to that, that least amount of effort? What, what do you think is causing that? Um, yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, you know, distraction is is something that impacts us, uh, and and um, and maybe down in deep inside, there's sometimes some 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 fear, some fear of of uh, of losing, and it impacts you know how you you know what what happens. Um, uh, but you know, when you're in that negotiation, you know, just that one other thing I was circling back to the to the like, uh, a great test is. Um, when you finish this transaction with, with the person you're working with, will they be looking forward to the next one or, you know, or will they not want to work with you again? Exactly. You know, and, and I think, you know, that's, that's, that's the important uh, uh, test. And then it all comes down, you know, you know, like I said, we have people we, we know that we don't like, we have people that we know and like, and then there's people we know and like, but we, we really don't trust them. Uh, and that's just because uh, if all they're doing is telling you why they weren't successful, blaming the agent on the other side, blaming the market, blaming the low inventory. Um, if they can't take personal responsibility, you know, for themselves, uh, they, they don't even trust themselves to come up with a solution, right? And, and people are going to be less likely to trust them to find solutions for themselves, you know? So, um, and I think those combinations, you, you touched on reputation. I think those are the things that come together uh, to, to build that reputation that you have. Um, and I think it's critical right now. Yep. I agree. And you know, it's funny to simplify that. I always say this uh, to my kids. I say, you know, there's two ways people will look at you after you've had uh, engagement. It's really simple. They either say, I can't wait to see you again, or I'm so glad you're gone. And it's back to what your mom says, right? You know, yep. when you, when you, when you leave the situation, what are people thinking about you? Right. How are you impacting them? How did you make them feel? What was the level of conversation? How well were you open to listening? Right. Those types of things, I think, are so critical in our world today, because at the end of the day, too, and this is very important. And I'm going to kind of answer my own question when I said, why do you think agents go to that least path of resistance? I think there's a couple things. One, I think that they focus too much on the transaction and not enough on the relationship. And by the way, and I want to be clear, there's some amazing, phenomenal real estate agents out there. They're doing phenomenal jobs and great jobs. It's just that when we get into these really tough markets, sometimes we see some of this stuff bubble up to the top and we need to address it. And that's kind of what we're trying to talk about today. So I don't want to discredit the agents that are out there listening, going, well, I'm doing that. Yes, keep doing it. That We, we commend you. Keep doing that. And hopefully others will learn from that. 
But the ones that aren't doing it, I think the other challenge I see is this, is they're, they're too attached to the transaction, not attached to the relationship, right? And they're, and they're just shortcutting. They're shortcutting because maybe they don't, they don't know how to do it any better. Maybe they haven't been mentored on how to do it any better. Maybe they just don't have a process. And so they have that low level of confidence and that, that affects their competence. And it's just what they know. And so um, one of the things I would tell people, if you feel you're in that situation or you've, you've, you're experiencing that, start learning, right? There's so many great books out there. There's so many great programs. There's great mentors. There's good uh, owners like you. You're an owner manager where you, you commit to excellence with your agents, correct? Well, well yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, kind of to your point of moving too fast, not really being prepared as an agent and not preparing your client. You know, one of the stats that Keeping Current Matters just shared out uh, was that with right this last month, if you look at all of the transactions, all the buyers that made offers, only 52% had a pre-approval letter, meaning they had a game plan with their lender prior to making the offer. Only 52%. And yet being able to demonstrate that right out of the gate uh, is key to getting being successful as a buyer. So you know when you talk about th there's this is a difficult market and and now and I'm glad you mentioned Michael people listening to this there's some really great agents you're probably you could probably come on as our guest and and tell everybody you know you're doing everything right. The truth is is the market is tough and you're going to have buyers that write a number of offers just the nature of what they're facing and, and they're they won't be successful. So it is true that, that, that uh, a buyer will make their best offer and they may still get beat by somebody else. Exactly. That's all true. But I, I like the idea of each time, if you can sit down and have a consultation and regroup and say, what did we learn? Is there anything we can do differently to brainstorm a better approach? You know, for example, if you're not pre-qualified, go, yeah. go, hey, that go, might be someone to do. Writing, right. Right. Um, I, I've, I've even heard, uh, you know, not everybody can do this, but uh, the buyer realized as long as they were getting a loan, uh, they weren't going to be competitive with where they were buying. And so uh, they, they happened to benefit from a, from a family member, uh, a parent uh, that could give a short-term loan so they could be cash buyers. Then once they had the property, they could refinance out and pay the parents back, right? But they, they found a way to become a cash buyer. I don't know what the solution is, but the people that are winning are just game planning um, each time, you know, you, you aren't successful, what can you learn from that? And how can we tweak our strategy a little bit, uh, game plan it to be in a better position next time around? I agree. And, and I think it, I would love to do this real quick. And then I want to talk just about the listing side for a second. But um, so if you're if you are a buyer today or you're uh, you're a real estate agent today working with a buyer, um, there's some things that I just think that are just paramount. One is um, a buyer consultation, in my opinion, is, is it's a non-negotiable, right? If you want to, if you're a buyer and you want to buy a house, you need to be willing to sit down with a qualified real estate agent, you know, a realtor and say, hey, we're going to have a buyer consultation. And in that consultation, you're going to learn all of the stuff that we want to talk about that it's going to allow you to be successful in purchasing a home in this marketplace. Would you agree with that, Doug? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know there's excitement to get out and start driving around and looking. That's, that's, the, that's the excitement. Uh, and everybody wants to get there. But, um, and there's urgency right now, right? I got to get out and find a house because they're going fast. But one of the things what Michael's talking about, what you mentioned, Michael, for both 
clients and agents, that whole saying, you got to go slow so you can go fast. If you'll take a little bit and go through that process of that consultation with a good uh, agent, you're going to create a game plan that's going to allow you to move quickly and in a way that would allow you to have the greatest success. Right. And in that, right, we've got financing, which is a huge one. So, you know, are you pre-qualified? Um, the other one is just understanding an offer. You know, I think too many times we get all caught up in an offer being just about price, but there's six different elements to an offer. And how well do, does the buyer understand those elements of the offer and the, and the power of their offer? And how well has the real estate agent explained it to them? I think one of the things we coach in ninjas, you know, is a, we go through that checklist, right? Is the, is the, the risk assessment on an offer to really be clear with the buyer, hey, you're about ready to go out and make an offer. Let's really talk about how successful your offer is, the way it's, the way it's constructed from yeah. all the six different elements. Yeah, going through the terms, right? And everybody assumes it's price, but you know, there's, there's uh, four other key elements and, and um, possession dates. Uh, is a great example. So I, I know uh, a buyer in our marketplace, the agent called the listing agent and said, what is your seller's dream offer? And said, well, they would love, and, and I understand there's risk uh, 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 in, in, in creating tenancy. Uh, we, have, we have a pre-occupancy agreement. We have a post-occupancy agreement. But in this case, they said, you know, if, if the seller could close and rent back for one week after closing, that would be the ideal offer. And so the agent right out of the gate wrote the offer that way, giving the seller the option to stay in the home one week after close and rent back. Yeah. And they got the offer and it wasn't the highest price. And of course, then the key one, you think about some of the terms, cash, cash still is king. There are times when a lower priced offer that's cash will beat a higher priced offer with, that has a, a, you know, a loan involved. Um, but you're right. So in, in being able to talk through those elements, you know, um, uh, inclusions and exclusions, right? What do you want exactly. to sell them to leave? What do you want? What are you going to ask them to leave? What um, uh, appraisal uh, addendums, right? So coming yeah. in, if the appraisal's low, let's talk about that. That could happen in this in this market right now. Well, yeah, and and so like I know in uh, the Northwest MLS for listeners, and the, and most MLSs have a similar form. Um, one of the ways to help your 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 buyer that's going to get a loan deal with the low appraisal issue is the additional down payment addendum. And uh, that's, that's the name of it. Most, most markets have a similar one, but what's great is you can let the seller know right out of the gate that um, your buyer is prepared to bring additional down payment in the event of a low appraisal up to a specified amount. Right. And, and so now you don't have to be, the seller doesn't have to be as worried if they like everything else about the buyer's, you know, offer, and they were just worried about a low appraisal, you know, you know, kill, kind of killing things, uh, killing the, the transaction. Um, now you can give some, some assurances that the buyer can bring additional down payment in that situation and, and the seller wouldn't lose out. I love that. So, so let's, so, so we've got, we've got the consultation, which is huge. And by the way, that consultation we're talking about is from Ninja Selling. It's called the 10 step buyer process. It's a phenomenal consultation. And then we have the offer strategy to win sheet, right? And going through and articulating the strategy. The next one is this, is that how well are you communicating with the listing agent that's representing that property that your buyers are interested in making an offer on? And how well have you established a relationship prior to you submitting an offer? Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, just as we're switching gears, one last thing, uh, you mentioned pre-approval for buyers. Let me throw one last buyer one as we're transitioning to seller. And that is, if it's cash, 
go ahead and create a, a, a proof of funds uh, right out of the gate. So yep. if it's a cash offer, don't wait for them to use an addendum requesting it later on. Go ahead and have their banker include a letter that, that, that your client has uh, the funds required to close on the property, you know, liquid and ready. So um, anyway, sorry, one last thing as we were closing. No, up. no, that's great. So, and, and I just want to, I just want to make sure that we kind of give this list to the listeners and say, okay, you got your buyer consultation, you got your offer strategy articulation of, of what an offer consists of. Then you're establishing a solid relationship with the listing agent prior to making an offer. And if you can, what face-to-face voice-to-voice, right. In terms of that offer. Yep. And being able to explain that offer. Uh, the other one I love, Doug, is in that in establishing the relationship, and I think this is the key one, is asking the question. And you said it early on. Hey, if the sellers could wave a magic wand and have the exact offer they want, what would that look like? Yep. Uh, absolutely. Yep. The, um, all, those are those are all great. So um, okay. So you started. We started to talk about uh, the selling side now. Well, so uh, now, so now, what I want to say. So now, here I am. So we're we're explaining to the buyers agents and the clients that this is what their agent should be doing. So now we get on the listing side of it. And I got to tell you, and, and I've got story after story of where the listing agent doesn't respond back, or when that question is asked, the listing agent says, "Well, I'm not telling you anything. Just bring your best offer." What's some advice we can give on the listing side? where we can be in a win-win mindset and we can have that no like, and trust? Well, I think, again, pre-game planning, showing some leadership um, and in and, 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 and how you're going to put this, you know, property out there to the marketplace and having a game plan uh, in place. So with the seller, you know, talking through the strategy, if it's, it's very likely you're going to be in a multiple offer situation. So I would, I would tell the seller, Here's, here's my, how I handle uh, offers at this point. And what we see common, what a lot of you can relate to this is the seller always say, I'm going to be on the market a week and 3 p.m. You know, next Tuesday, I'm going to review all offers, you know, communicate to everybody. And so everybody knows, bring your highest and best. At that point, we're going to look through them. We'll pick the one that's the best. You know, so having some sort of a game plan uh, that the seller, uh, you know, is in agreement with and then communicating it is, is really, really important. And the only other one I'll mention uh, and then see, you know, what you add to it, Michael, is um, I think with sellers right now, it's also important um, to make sure. And as an agent, you never get a second chance to make a great first impression and, and don't assume because the market is, is happening so fast that you don't need to do the 3d tour and all the photos and because it's moving so fast, it's going to sell quick anyway. So why would I spend all those marketing dollars and stage it and all those things? And, you know, what we're seeing is that even in a fast moving market, when you deliver that home uh, to the marketplace, you know, like Nike would release its new tennis shoe, right? Exactly. Um, you bring it to market, it will sell at the higher part of the range than a home that's just, you know, flung out there because it's going to sell quick anyways. Uh, and so that investment that your agent will make uh, on the sellers, you know, that you make on your client's behalf or that, you know, uh, your agent will make on your behalf if you're a seller uh, to really position the home, stage it, great photos, 3D tours, um, all of those things that help it just sparkle when it hits. What it could mean is that instead of, you know, two offers, there's five. Exactly. And the more offers you have, the, the better position the seller is in, in the price that they get. And, and so, you know, uh, don't 
miss a chance to make a great first impression and then have a game plan ready to communicate out to the marketplace about when and how the offers are going to be received and reviewed and, and, and you know and, and accepted. And so here, that's a good point. So Doug, how about the how about those agents that that articulate what they're going to do and then they don't do what they say they're going to do? So that they're going to review offers on Friday, but come now we, they find out they actually took an offer on Thursday, right? I mean, well, that's what they say. That's when your your uh, <clears throat> your your uh, audio is not in sync with your video. Yeah, your audio is not in sync with your video. I agree. <laughs> you know, so the things that you say and then they follow you around with your actions uh, aren't aligned. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I would say for if that's happened, you know, agents, there's times when we have really good intentions, and and that and we don't follow through, and 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 maybe. You know, the problem is, is we don't have a system that we uh, adhere to a process that all the steps happen, you know, every single time. These are the, the steps and the sequence that we follow and the time frame is, 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 is identical. I remember my mom, when we would do listing presentations back in the day, we would show our nine, our first 90 days game plan of when we took the, took the listing and then uh, you know, it was it was a computerized. It was tied to our calendar, uh, and uh, so that we said, "This is this is our system." And of course, once we showed them that, we had to follow up. But it, it just showed on you know and when it was going into the MLS, uh, uh, when we were going to have it on office tour. Um, all of those things were outlined in ninety days of action steps. And and so I think it's important to to have your agent show you that, or isn't you know if you are an agent to, to have that and then have a, have a system in place, you know, like um, uh, Moxie, some sort of client relationship management tool, right. It's going to keep you accountable to execute on that. And, and then those two together, a plan with execution is really powerful. Yeah, I would agree. And so, I mean, to kind of conclude this, I would say, yes, it's a tough market right now, but there are real estate agents out there that have phenomenal processes that are amazing at articulating their value, that are running a program where they're keeping their word, they're building high quality relationships with other agents, which is directly benefiting their clients, right? Because of, because of the way they're showing up in the marketplace and they're having success because of it. And I think that um, if, if you really wanna boil this down, one of it's based in having a process. So we teach the ninja process, which is huge. Um, the other one is, um, is practice and competency, right? And doing these things over and over and over again to where they become automated if you will. And then the other one is just really checking your mindset. Are you that scarcity mindset person that's fighting for the next transaction and only looking at that? Or are you that abundance mindset that says, how am I going to provide an epic level of service to my clients? And I'm going to build a quality relationship and I'm going to be real and authentic with them so that we know where we are in, in the market. And by the way, the market's going to shift. These things we're talking about are going to benefit you no matter where the market is, but it just happens to be what we're seeing today. Yeah, um, uh, well said. <laughs> you you were wrapping wrapping it up, and th those are things that still for me. I mean, um, a, a process, good communication, being a problem solver, uh, and that process. You know, educate and prepare your your clients, and um, you know, and, and that's what having a process allows you to do. So, you know, all all, all great stuff, right? Yeah, and and, and, right and, I, and I would end with this: if if you are if you are a real estate agent today. Um, you know, don't go at it by yourself. Either, you know, either hire a coach. And by the way, uh, that's not an expense. That's an investment. 
because um, you're going to need a return on that investment. Uh, get a mentor. Uh, go to your office and just say, you know, hey, check in with your, your broker or your manager. Say, you know what, I need some help in these areas because here's where I'm struggling. Uh, but don't go at it alone and, and really be honest with yourself and find ways where you can learn and become better and better and better and really prosper uh, in this business because it's an amazing business to be in. And we're, we're providing, uh, we're fulfilling clients' dreams by getting them into homes. Um, we just want to do it at an epic level of services is how I feel. It's the biggest transaction most people are going to make in their lives. They should really feel good about the process and really be happy with the professional they chose uh, to represent them is in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And I guess my, my rap is, you know, right now is uh, be, be, you know, watch what words that you are using. It kind of ties in when you said mindset. So it kind of ties into your, your wrap of this time together, but the words you're using, if, if all you talk about is how hard the market is and buyers can't get offers accepted and, you know, inventory is super low. Um, if that's all your language is saying, it, it, it builds, you know, doubt and fear. Um, tell stories, tell, I know a lot of you out there are having some successes, tell the success story, tell about in spite of the challenges of today's market, uh, how you helped buyers find their dream home and how you helped negotiate a successful transaction. And, you know, tell the stories of the people you're helping move forward uh, and, and, and show that it is possible. And, and provide, you know, be a, I guess, a beacon of, of hope. And exactly. that's not to, that's not to minimize the challenges in the market, but, but there are some positive things happen. Make sure you're telling those stories. Yep. I agree. And if you're a client today, listening to this, ask about the process, find those real estate agents that have a really solid process. They're going to give you the ability to have success. It's just, it's the way it works. Um, so Doug, hey, I want to thank you for being on today. Uh, I always love doing these with you. This is really, really fun. I hope you guys got some good stuff out of it. Uh, again, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to know more about what we do, you can go to windermerecoaching.com. We do do coaching in this world. We also are true believers in the ninja process. And a lot of the stuff we talk about when it comes to ninja, you can take a ninja class or you can go buy the book. Uh, and I wouldn't say the book is like the class. You want to do both. But there is a book out there called Ninja Selling. You can go to um, um, Amazon has it. Amazon, yeah, has it. Yep. And you can and get it. But uh, any any last words, Doug, before we uh, end? No, that's uh, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. And Michael, thanks for inviting me. It's all I, I love. I love this, too. I, I miss we're not doing many uh, live classes right now with with COVID. And so uh, I'm looking forward to doing that again with you soon. All right, Doug. Well, hey, thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make it a great day. Be awesome and help somebody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Ask a Windermere Coach. Again, my name is Michael Fanning. If you found any of this interesting, please feel free to share it out. Also, if you find that you're interested in coaching, you might want to take a look at our website, windermerecoaching.com. Hey, everybody, have a great day and be awesome and help someone.